This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. Summing up like the, uh, <laughs> the beginning uh, of the show for us. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio uh, with myself, Sarah, and Doc Hugh is away this week. But um, this is what happens when it's just me and Sarah in the studio. Yeah, we, we start we with one song. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> oh, like, okay. God. We need a minute to compose ourselves. <sighs> uh, okay. You in case you're wondering, uh, I've just I've just got off of my bike. I haven't fallen off of it. Mm-hmm. But I was just—I was doing a mental run from the West End to get up here I to see. our magical studio, which floats Palace. above North London. Uh, and yes. it was a sweaty ride. It was a lot hotter than <laughs> yeah. I gave it credit for. I know. I think everyone today is kind of like, okay, I was not ready for this. Weather. I was also carrying three bags: one big rucksack and two plastic bags, which I really didn't want. But well, you—you look, um, you look good, and really? that's what counts. That's amazing. I got to carry more yes men with me. It's just, <laughs> celebrity life is just so good. But uh, yeah, it's all about promoting that cycling lifestyle as well. Yes, very much Both so. Both Doc uh, and I are passionate uh, cyclists yes, in London. I attempted to ride to the very first show uh, and my bike was promptly stolen whilst <laughs> we were recording, which was lovely. So yeah. then I drove in the next few weeks. Um, mm, so you went right the to the other end of the yeah, spectrum. it's not the same, you know. No, that's whack Sitting in the traffic jam trying to get here and then you get texted like, where are you? Because, you know, I always get here in good time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Hence, we're <laughs> always ready to roll back and uh, uh You know, I can't say for sure when I'm going to get there because I'm in a car. Like, anything could change. Traffic lights... <laughs> The idiots in front of me who knows when you're on a bike I wonder you can how say, the rest of the population say, I'm going to be there in three minutes <laughs> it's true no, I'm going to be there I'm going to be there when I'm there I'm telling you I'm going to be there when I'm on my bike I can guarantee it when I'm in a car I can't guarantee jack so yeah when Doc's saying like on his bicycle I'm going to be there at one minute to four I promise you and have I ever not been there <laughs> at one minute to four I'm no, always there no once I think you're at three minutes possible maybe okay and well you, you, you should have started a song that day I could have gone on air I could have gone on air thank you at 4 p.m today quite easily but because i, I, I was sweating I so no much because i was sweating so I'm much you want... felt the need to to, to play a song <laughs> but when i'm actually not here yourself. i'd say play a song yes that's what i would say yeah no i have 100 percent faith ready. in you i know I'm always you ready. are i, I know i can rap about anything i can do anything exactly on air. and remember this week we want your subjects for dr rap we about do. At hashtag the end of the show. rap about anything at foobar radio on twitter or at doc brown 88 or, or as sarah so what's what's your handle dj sarah love that's right or at DJ Sarah Love. You know, hit us with your hashtag suggestions. I've already had a, a wealth of suggestions. Thank you very much. But I need, what I need is that one that just makes me laugh just looking at it. And then I'm, that's the one I'm going to write about. Yeah, yeah? Pete so in Pimlico, did, um, he, he inspired you quite a lot last week, didn't Pete he? Pete in Pimlico, 
um, we're thinking perhaps because I, I start I start on a new uh, TV shoot tomorrow. Yes, and, and we um, want to hear all about that. Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a bit. And Hugh, of course, is poncing around, mincing about on stage at the uh, <laughs> Melbourne Comedy Festival, it's all very which glamorous. leads, ironically, the 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 chief globetrotter of the trio <laughs> holding fort next week for one week for one week without me or you um (laughs) and i I don't know speaking to pete in pimlico i just thought what a fucking legend this guy i mean have you ever heard anyone like him the thing is because we've never met him like i try and picture him i know and i just can't quite picture him i I think he's black i think he's black i think he's black and and i don't say that i don't say that any disrespect or any kind of racism no no no. i'm telling you now yeah and you can call in if you want to have a beef with me over this i know the difference between the sound of a black person and a white person i was gonna say that on air many times i was gonna say that on air if i never met sarah love i would guess she was black or mixed race that's i'm just i'm just throwing it out there (laughs) I know, I know. It's the same way I can tell if you're Australian before you open your mouth, just from looking at you on the street. I'm not saying it's a racist thing. I'm just saying it's a skill that I have. All right? No, okay? but definitely, That's like, you saying. can hit, I think, as a black person, you can recognise when you're listening one to a black One or two voice. people might throw me, but I'm saying it's one or two. Like, people say, oh, what about Ainsley Harriet? No, I would know Ainsley Harriet even, was black, uh, yeah. even with that voice. Chris Eubank, even with that voice, <laughs> I know he's black. I can't tell you what it I is. Like you just got to grow up in a black family and you just understand yeah. there's a slightly different cadence. There's a slightly different tone to the voice. The, I don't know the, what it the is. Aura of the, all right? the, the soul. We're not talking about. Yeah, so we're guessing yeah. that Pete and Bimlico is black. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm putting forward. But I don't know what he looks like. Does. I don't know what he looks like. I reckon he's got locks. You reckon? <laughs> now this is coming from someone with locks, so don't take that in the wrong way either. Yeah. I reckon he's got locks. He's but. unemployed. That much is guaranteed. <laughs> Because he's available to think of things for you available. to rap about. He's always available, week. and he's got a, he's got lists of issues. Yeah, yeah. gripes. He's got gripes. <laughs> he's got Bro, gripes in he's Pimlico. Got full-time we gripes. should just rename him Gripes in Pimlico. Gripes. Pete Gripes. <laughs> MC Gripes. Pete Gripes. But um, <laughs> I'm 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 putting forward that we do have a um uh, a, a news section live from Pimlico. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm totally up for getting him involved in everything because he just... Uh, listen, <laughs> listen back to the podcast. Yes, definitely yeah, check yeah. out last week's podcast, the um, subject that Pete put forward for Dr. Yeah. Rapperbank, which and, he did and, kind and of now. Was it the week before that or the week before that? I can't remember. But if you get at Fubar Radio mm-hmm. on Twitter or email us, TuesdayDrive at FubarRadio.com, we'll send you the links for the podcast. Honestly, you've got to go back and just check some of our guests, man, because it's been... It's, honestly, been, it's been stellar from start yes. to finish. Jeff but and Kilburn, Jeff and well. Kilburn as well. Jeff and Kilburn, He's like I the think white is white. Of Pete. <laughs> yeah, I want to pit them against each other. And I, let's let's be real here. <laughs> let's give them a debating Sarah section. Sarah and I have never show. seen either of these men. <laughs> We're but I know just... Jeff is white, and I know Pete is black, and I know they would get on. <laughs> they would have a lot of shit to talk about. It'd be beautiful. I want to set them up in like a debate situation. Yeah, man. <laughs> debating society. <laughs> yeah, Kilburn versus oh, Bimbo. I'm down. I'm down. Amazing. And you've also been doing stuff at Royal Albert Hall. Is that correct? Last week. Yeah. Well, there was there was a week, wasn't there, where I came in really smartly dressed. I don't know if you were in or not. I think maybe it was it was just Hugh. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I had had my had my suit jacket on. I was heading down to um, Royal Albert Hall to perform for Roger Daltrey's gig, which is uh, Teenage Cancer Trust. Wow. So they have like a rock and roll day, then they have a comedy day. So I was down there on the comedy day uh, with Kevin Bridges and, and Frankie Boyle, and it was just, oh, it was just beautiful, man. Like that venue's 
obviously incredible yeah. you meet all the kids as well which like just puts everything in into perspective like Aww. before you go on stage so it's not just like a, oh yeah, yeah it's a big crowd so i'll go down there and like boost my fan base it's like real I'm, yeah like i'm singing a, a obama's inauguration even though i'm a re- republican <laughs> yeah um, exactly no you you meet all the teenagers that all you know sh- struggling with cancer and it just it's very real Aww, do you know what i mean there's so many charities talk. i get involved with and it's like, you know, you, you, you do the keynote speech or whatever. You get somebody from the organization to take you through all the problems. And you do take it on board. But there's something about just meeting, like, the actual people that the charity is there for and That's talking brilliant. to them one-on-one. And it's like, oh, wow, this is like, you could be my sister. Do you know what I mean? You could be my brother. This could be something that's happening to me. You could be me. And, um, yeah, that sort of... You can t- just tell from the performances it elevated everybody and uh, the vibe was incredible, man. Aww. Yeah. Is this something that we can... Uh, you, I d- you know what? I don't even know. Like, I, I think they keep it kind of under wraps a little bit so that they can maximise the money that they make on the night. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, on the rock and roll I'm one, they had, that. like, stereophonics. and In fact, actually, our fr- a friend of the show, Michael Payne, I think he did a thing there with Rizzle Kicks. And, you know, they get the biggest names. Obviously, it's Roger Daltrey booking, do you know what I'm saying, from The Who. So you're getting the so it's him names. who's set this whole thing up from yeah, scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the big patron of the charity, and then he's he's brought all of his contacts to create an amazing talent uh, scouting team Wonderful. for the Teenage Cancer Trust, and they get the very best people there. And obviously, they charge highly, but then at the same time, the money they must make over that week is unreal. Oh, like I when I got so. on stage, I thought, wow, like. Macmillan Cancer Trust must be screwing like, <laughs> like, beef, like, like beef, D- Danny, beef. Danny Dyer opening a Sainsbury's <laughs> on Saturday like it, it was just amazing no it was incredible oh, it really was that was cool yeah. and what did you do a set especially, especially for that uh, yeah kind of well I just, just done yeah I just done a stand up set for Comic Relief that I wrote purely for that and this mm. one came so hot on the heels, I didn't have much time to write stuff. So I did like a few little bespoke jokes and then I did just like some stuff that I thought would, you know, would, 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 would work for that crowd. It's always hard doing comedy because you want to be in the moment. Mm. And at the same time, you're like, I don't want to not be funny. So you're like, <laughs> OK, let me mix it up with some improv and some jokes that I know will kill. You know what I'm saying? But like, as soon as you start doing jokes that are uh, well pre-prepared, you never know how they're going to go over with a whole new audience. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know how you guys do it, man. I just, I wouldn't even know. The where bigger to start. the crowd, in a weird way, the easier it is. Because if you've mm. got, if you've got like three thousand people, then at least a thousand people are going to like you. Do you know what I mean? They're going to get. And what, then where I guess you've got from. a bit of the mob yeah. mentality. Whereas if it's thirty people and you've got ten people who like <laughs> who you, who are hating you, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. shit, that shit really, it it really tells. Mm, so, um, but that's no, a good yeah, place to it. cut it your teeth. Nice. And then what's this ITV documentary? Uh, sorry, this ITV oh, show. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is the reason I won't be around for the next few weeks. Um. Yeah, I just you know I've been auditioning a lot and been you know I'm I'm on my drama as well as my comedy and I I got this role playing a character from a, a very popular series of books called the Merrily Watkins Mysteries and um, ITV are doing a three part adaptation of the second book which is called Midwinter of the Spirit and this is like a, a series of horror books uh, sort of mixed with sort of crime thriller about um, this female vicar who gets caught up in a lot of weird occult shit. Are you playing the female vicar? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's my first time in drag and I'm a, I'm a remarkably hot woman. (laughs) Even, even in a cassock. 
It doesn't surprise even in, me. Even ben. in a cassock. The female following on You're Twitter has, has trebled. Um, no, the, the female vicar is played by uh, the amazing Anna Maxwell Martin, who's uh, a fantastic. Name, oh, really? It's a cool middle name. Um, who is a, a yeah? I mean, fantastic what actress and um, fans of, of 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 television drama will know her very well. Um, and then co-starring uh, David Threlfall and myself. Um, David Threlfall is probably known to people best as Frank Gallagher, the the, the main character from Shameless. Mm-hmm. And then me, people will know from Food from me. Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I'm what, kind when of, is it going to be on TV? I reckon it'll probably drop around. Considering we're we're going to wrap in uh, the end of May, so mm-hmm. I would say editing wise. And it's, it's midwinter of the spirit. It's a very sort of cold, bleak, scary, dark, uh, occult thriller. So I, I would say they'd probably it's drop it around back. October or November. Yeah. yeah. If not holding it back to Christmas. Well, we'll wait and see. Very But yeah, cool. the next six weeks I'll be up in Manchester and Hereford shooting that. And I'll try and come down on the weekends, see the family, see my friends if I can. Beautiful. But I'm going to be locked into that world, mm. solving the crimes well, of we can't wait the to get, occult. Yes, <laughs> but we can't wait to get you, get you back as well. And today, we have a special guest coming in later. Oh, so you know John C.D., surely. Yeah, of course. Listen, surely. I, what there's a certain names in hip-hop in you the know? UK that you could probably boost to legendary status. Yeah, but such an ill contribution. I would say John Z is... Inarguably, I don't mean you can argue it. I think he's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the span, the span, the, the amount of time he stayed relevant, um, the the range prolific. of things he's done, mm-hmm. he's prolific. He's a playwright, so he he's one of the first guys to move outside of rap and take everything that he learnt from it and apply it to to a world where we've never really been welcome. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean the theatre? And you know he's had the MBE nomination. So he should. So there's so much to talk to him about. He is like our Norman Jay, do you know what I mean? Or like our our Goldie, do you know what I'm saying? He's somebody Mm -hmm. who's taken our music and our culture to a whole different world. And, and got that respect and accolades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. So, he's going to be joining us in not too long. So, hold tight for that. There's so much to chat with him about. Mm. And he's um, also the man behind the Breaking Convention, which I don't know. Have you been to, down to Breaking of Convention? Of course, not for, not for many years. But um, I'm I think he might have also been. Was he involved with Funking Pussy? Uh, um, uh, with uh, Apricot Jam. Yeah. Do you remember you in Covent Garden, uh, the Africa Centre? Did I'm you sure. To that? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure um, he was definitely part of that. But what's his name? Um, Funkin' Pussy was that dude Chris, who I've not heard Chris, from for like yeah. years. Yeah. I've not heard yeah, from so him. I think since the original involved. deal. I real saw close. Crazy Legs down there a couple of times, man. <sighs> like Crazy Legs, amazing the original Latino breakdowns. It's nuts. And we've got like lots else to talk about this of week as well. We You've got your no, your no, they didn't, which you're going to interest introduce us to shortly as well and you know this week is record store well this sa- oh, this weekend shit. is record store yeah. day how cool is yeah, that man. that's like one of my favorite that's I, I put that above christmas i mean this is big for for old school hacks like us what man. are you trying like, to say no i'm just saying like, <laughs> no, we're no. old and <laughs> you know um but we still got it we still got it obviously we still got it but i mean like just to no. celebrate vinyl it's such a joyous thing isn't it you know like I've been bumping like the new Kendrick, the new Action Bronson, the new Drake, and and loving all all, all the albums. They're but so I don't know who produced anything. I I don't. I'm not as involved with the music. Partly because of my first listen experience. My first listen experience now is in the car or it's on my headphones. Whereas with vinyl, it was always like get home, 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, clear a space. And that's why I'm so happy that this record store day. And then you sit and read the liner notes exactly. and really involved. Because you know? it's bringing the focus back to appreciating music on oh, that level yeah. rather than it just being so disposable, like, next, For next, real. next, click, For click, real. click. So, yeah, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, nice. record store day too. So, whole time, we love hearing from you guys as well. You can get in touch with us on the phone on 0330 223 0200. Tuesday jive at foobarradio.com is the email and tweet us as well and speaking of record store day and UKGs right now I want to play you something from Scorsese he's oh, coming straight out of Nottingham back. oh yeah he's got a new album out at the moment as well this one is called Bringing It Back it's produced by Juggernaut you're tuned into Foobar UK hip hop what an ill mm. story we have you know oh, and I just think it's such a shame because there's so many artists in the UK who I think have reaped the benefits of like this the doors we broke down like in the hip hop oh, scene but they have no idea about it no not at all I mean no like, idea we, we preceded we preceded YouTube and we preceded oh, Twitter and we preceded, we preceded Instagram we preceded camera phones we preceded smartphones so therefore we didn't exist nothing existed before an iPhone captured it but there, you know so we are completely irrelevant <laughs> But you know what? Why I love it though, because remember the days when people would say you just had to be there. You just had to be there, man. Like you now that it. doesn't exist you because everyone's it. got a phone to whip out and have. take some yeah. crappy video uh, of it. And then people would be fronting like they were there because they seen all these little details and they're like, oh yeah, that bit where this happened and that happened, bro, you weren't there. <laughs> and, and the thing, thi- the thing, the thing with us, we know who was there and who wasn't, and it's love. Like it's mad. Like if I if I bump in, I could bump into some of the. The, the 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 world's biggest stars like example Estelle, Professor Green, yeah. do you know what I mean? And like in the midst of all the hangers on and the flipping yeah, Oscar like, people and right, the, the Emmys people, they come over and say, yeah, well go on, well go on, yeah, bless, <laughs> yeah, bless, bless, bless. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, it's so real, like front. those who know know, and if you don't know, then you don't know. It's I, as simple I, as that. I think we were really lucky to be able to be a part of that like twilight totally, era, you know. Totally. Like for me, I feel so privileged. I feel and I feel properly blessed because when I was a kid, I used to look up to like the the people that were doing it. Like I remember buying my first Mud Family twelve inch, and I had some Oi! some, some Blade stuff and, and and Lewis Parker, and these Aww. people were like gods to me. You're you like know? bringing a tear to my eye. And and when I became a part of it, I was I I felt blessed at that time. And then for real, when it all came to an end, kind of thing, or when it sort of dissipated and became something else. I just thought, well, you know, at least I was a part of it. No one will remember me, but at least I was a part of it. And it's nuts now, like, seeing the kids come up, you know, Rizzle Kicks and all all these youngsters coming up and saying, yeah, like the the Don't Flop guys, yeah, yeah, we used to watch you, we used to buy your shit, we used to be at the parties, we used to see you hosting, and you think, oh, wow, I was a torchbearer as well. I I didn't even realise. And it's a trip to me, like, going to the other side of the world, me being in New Zealand or something, Mm. DJing, Mm. and kids coming up to me, they're like, oh, Kung Fu, we obsessed over that DVD, like, it means so much to us, and that's influenced our scene so much, so it's crazy how far they we, we read about we read about like Black Door and, and CBGBs and all these places in New York in the in the eighties and early nineties where where rap was doing its thing but it wasn't recorded and we read about that stuff and it becomes mythical 
you mm. know, like a fairy tale. What we don't realize is the stuff that we were doing that wasn't recorded, it's become mythical to a lot of people, like you say, in New Zealand, in Norway, all over the world. And um, So intense, man. Yeah, we, we, we don't really give it that kind of credit, but it's probably the best that we don't because I've always sound like wankers. You know no, I mean? but that's also why I think it's important that stories are told the right way. Hence, having people like John Z D come through to the show later today, you know, because so. someone needs to, people like us who have the experience and knowledge we need yeah, to yeah. pass on the information yeah, and, and so stories that, are told correct on that note we should have a quick shout out for the deal real legacy you know they're bringing back deal real uh after 10 years um to remind people about the the legendary stuff that went down in carnaby street that obviously i was at the forefront of 10 years ago um that's going to be kicking off from this week man this thursday is the launch party so you should get down there to carnaby street basically from 6 PM this week and check that out yeah it's all about celebrating that record store mm-hmm. um culture we're going to get into more of that a bit later but this is the point of the show where um doc brings to us issues gripes this mm. is where you can kind of join forces with pete and bimbo going very with much you. so but well, yeah. I'll, never, I'll never be on his level <laughs> No, no, yeah, but, um, at least you recognise that. But, um, yeah, is that this is the part of the show where we discuss things that have been going down this week mm-hmm. and we, 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 we weigh it all up. But um, I think I've got some kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got well, the theme tune. Oh, my God, like, no, they did. No, they did. No, they did. Thanks, Hugh, for voicing that jingle. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, they didn't. There couldn't really be another topic. I mean, I spoke with the producer, Natalie, the wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous producer, Natalie, who stuffed some horrific shit in my mouth last week. <laughs> I never thought... This is what happens I if never you turn thought up late. Our moment so, would... Pete and Bimlico, if you do ever get a show here, if you turn up late, you're going to be forced <laughs> to eat cockroaches. I never dreamed our moment would be like that, Natalie. But... Um... <laughs> it's hard. I heard the pain in his heart there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yeah, there was only ever one choice for No, They Didn't this week. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's, it's the Canadian lad. And to, to quote him before we even tell you his name, mm-hmm. don't misinterpret his shock. It was drizzy. It was drizzy at Coachella. Uh, I know you lot have read about this or heard about this. If you haven't, he was on stage doing his thing. Um, he did one of his new songs off of the If You're Reading This Is Too Late, tra- uh, the track Madonna. And who else but... Aged OAP hip hop slut Madonna <laughs> Chicone herself. Oh, that was brutal. To step to the stage. Hey, she fucked Aged. Big Daddy Kane in 1991. That was a hell of a no. long time ago. Props. No, props. <laughs> but that props. she gets props. No. Props. I definitely got a man crush that, on, on Kane back in the <laughs> but day. But that, that earns her stripes, in my opinion. It's like, oh, right, yeah, okay, she's real. kind of d- down. For no, real. props to Kane. Like, what? He did the. the three-way with her and Naomi Campbell. Yeah, big ups, Kane. So, big ups. But yeah, he is kind of Don Dad. Yeah, Rick Re- um, lost that battle, ultimately, <laughs> on that basis alone. Um, yeah, but, I heard recently uh, Big Daddy Kane say that for half a million, he will battle wreck him. I think that'll be a sad day if that happens. It will be, because first off, nobody's going to pay that money <laughs> yeah. to see those two old guys. Like, the kids are going to be like, who are these guys? Secondly, Secondly I don't think either sound- of them could really bring it now and it's just it's just a bit desperate I know that's why I was like I wished he had never even said that but anyway we digress massively yes (laughs) croaky old turtle tortoise woman Madonna (laughs) stepped on the stage (laughs) and tongued the child in the she way that violated him she violated a child she violated (laughs) she violated one of my mixed race furry eyebrowed brethren (laughs) With her face. 
<laughs> she was just like, I'm just taking advantage of this situation that he's not, he can't actually defend himself the photo, right now. <laughs> the photo is intense. I mean, but he's, joke, she has raped his face. There's no two ways about it. But then it's the happened. joke is how he's tried to be all like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh no, no, you misinterpreted the expression of my face. Honestly, it wasn't like a big, a big problem. Just like, it hold was fine. on, Mads. We're going home. <laughs> he, he, he's going to save her now. If she wasn't, oh man, I bet he wishes she was like a troubled 21 year old girl who doesn't realize how beautiful <laughs> she was. Because then he could save her. But you can't save Madonna. She's unsavable. But <laughs> listen, time, I'm just, long time. <laughs> I'm just long amazed. Time. I'm amazed that she's still pulling this shit. Didn't she kiss? Who did she kiss? She kissed a... Oh. Ice cream! <laughs> I, sorry, ice cream van went past. Um, didn't she kiss, a, she kiss a chick as well a couple years ago? Who was it? Was it Taylor Swift or somebody? Miley Cyrus? No, was no, it Miley? I have no idea. I'm was not it, the person to was ask it the young this Madonna? kind of thing. Who's, who's no the sort of uh, the hermaphrodite oh, um, one? Lady Gaga. Gaga! Did they kiss? <laughs> She kissed some You're chick. just gunning today. What is it? You called her an aged turtle. She's a tortoise. Damn. She's a tortoise. Damn. Doc, you're brutal, man. It's, but yeah, no. Honestly. I would, I would not be impressed if I was Drake. Nah, man. Like, like, it reminds me of when Bob Dylan kissed... Was it Rihanna? He kissed Rihanna. It's just like... It's like a tortoise eating a mango. Like, you just don't... <laughs> no, it's just gross. Anyway. But um, it made everyone kind of <laughs> shudder a bit watching it. And you know she fully went... It Like, she violated his mouth there's tongue. no like question she, it was no acting kiss look at the photos there was no stage kiss Drake's face was violated by <laughs> a tortoise tongue like he needs therapy now yeah 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 and Drake Drake <laughs> is a vulnerable guy he's told you on his songs he's got millions of dollars but he's conflicted he but needs, this he needs is gonna a good fuel woman. all of his uh, creativity for oh, his next man. project isn't yeah it? Well, <laughs> I heard his new tune I think it might have already done that but um so yeah listen what this got me thinking was I listen. I we've all been there. We've all been there. Not not on stage in front of millions at Coachella, but I mean, we've all been there in public where maybe you had one too many drinks, or I don't know, like the the mood just got to you and you had a little frisson. Let's say a little, a little, <laughs> a little like tongue hockey with uh, 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 somebody out on the street. Everybody's watching, but you don't care. You know, we just don't care. You're going for it. But, you know, a lot of people have issues with this. I mean, I remember, in fact, my, my ex-girlfriend and, and my wife, they're both the same. They're both like, don't kiss me in public. That shit is gross. Oh, Nobody really? wants to see that. At do you all. know what I mean? Yeah, what, don't a peck do on it. the lips? Peck on the lips, maybe, like a little no goodbye. Tongue. Do you know what I mean? But none, like, the arse groping thing is totally out. And I, I get that, I suppose. That's okay. Um, You're like, I'll go along with that if I have to. But, you know personally like if i had a few juices or whatever like i just want to get it started now so then you get excited in the taxi and then when you get home it's like it's oh, just on and, so it's on and a popping going but a lot mind. of people will say i don't want to see this shit i don't look get a room get a room you know get off the street <laughs> go home no one wants to see that so i just made me think is there are there two sides of the fence here like are people okay with having like a, a, a full-on snog or maybe even a little reach down the, the back of the jeans Uh-oh. Uh, out in public on the street? 
or do you feel like all of that shit should be behind closed doors? I want to hear from people other than Pete and Pimlico. <laughs> Pete, uh, there's we other don't people hear alive. From you on this. Let me know how you feel about PDAs, man. Public shows, is it all public good? displays of affection. Is it all good or is it, is it wrong? Some people take it as like offence if you're not down with the PDA. Totes. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. some people, it's like offence if you're going for the PDA. Well, there you go. I mean, you could have two sides of the fence, Sarah. Maybe right we can there set with, up within the kiss. Jeff and Pimlico. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff and Kilburn have beaten Bimlico a, a to PDA each side. Halfway, Edgeware Road. Have you gone for a PDA and then the other person you've gone for it with is, is completely anti-PDA? Left you hanging. Are you on one side? Are they on the other? Are, 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 are you in a long-term relationship? Where the other person's not into it and you are, or vice versa. I want to know. I just want to know where you stand on this shit. Because Drake did it on stage. He don't care. He don't care. And he's well, not did he? I don't or know. did he? he we don't know. He we like don't he know. Cared. We don't know. <laughs> he's trying to play it off like he didn't care. No, I mean, Childline was inundated with calls <laughs> from Toronto. That's what I heard. But um, <laughs> from anonymous in Toronto. <laughs> but yeah, let us know at uh, Fubar Radio on Twitter, or you can email us Tuesday Drive at fubarradio.com or even give us a call. We love We'd talking love, to. I love hearing love your voices. Hear then we can guess if you're black. Your, yeah, or yeah, we not. can guess if you're black or white. <laughs> and also, you might be in a PDA while you're calling. We'd love to hear your tongue lolling around as you try. Doc would love to hear your tongue. I do not need to hear your tongue while we're talking to a- you. On any the radio. fans of the show should know my levels of filth <laughs> and how much I'm, how far I'm willing to go okay <laughs> anyone who listened last week will know that so uh give us a call so, don't yeah. be shy let us know how you feel or PDA. if you are shy give us a call or text us or whatever you want to do <laughs> i just want to know your opinion which side of the fence are you on when it comes to pda, PDA. is it all good or is it a no no zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred give us a call the other one that made me think about is um like at weddings like is that is there a rule for I weddings? I can't like, go with the to weddings now without my wife. Like I can't go to anybody else's wedding like on my own because it's just it's crazy out there. You know that film Wedding Crashers? That shit's real. Like you can't <laughs> go into it. a wedding as a man like on your own because oh, on like the there's hunt. just yeah there's women out there who have like I don't know what happens to them. <laughs> but something happens and it mixes with alcohol and it creates this kind of magical reaction wherein you Madonna just get situation. hit you get hit on like the straight DJ at G-A-Y do you know what I mean <laughs> but, but, by the few girls who have like got, gone in there for a late night drink it's crazy wow hey man you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes isn't it <laughs> but um, yes yeah, so we need to hear from you guys hit us up you can tweet us as well at Fubar Radio we want to know PDA is it all good or is it a total no no yeah man this is kind of like a domestic We should have played PDA sort of. by John Legend. Oh, we need to dig that out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll that have out. a look and get back to you with that one. <laughs> but yeah, hit us up at Fubar Radio. PDA, is it all good or no? I always love the cuts on that tune as well. Gosh, that was a good era of UK hip-hop music. You're tuned into Fubar Radio with myself, Sarah, and Doc Hugh is away this week. And we've been talking about PDAs. Okay, so obviously this week, um, Madonna kind of violated Drake's mouth live on stage in front of thousands of people. (laughs) And he couldn't even hide um, his reaction at all. And we've been asking you guys what you think about a PDA, whether it's all good or it's a total no-no. I know Mm. there's lots of couples, they like really, but... Oh, yeah. on this one, pause. I think it's like a honeymoon period thing a lot of the time 
Do you know what I mean? There, there any motherfuckers out there that's been married for like 15 years, like snogging each other, like on the street? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. No, that doesn't happen. But if they are, we're happy for them. I'm happy for them, but still get a room. Um, I mean, he- <laughs> I, I can't really chat because I've, I've been guilty of this so many times. So I, I can't really talk. Um, but, you know, to some people, it is, it's a little bit gross. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to hear sounds from a stranger, and I I don't want to see slurping and sucking sounds. I don't want to see some people's tongues. It's really weird because there's (laughs) there's very there's very few feelings that I enjoy more than having a tongue, a random tongue in my mouth. But (laughs) at the same time, you're right. The seeing it is kind of gross when you're when you're not involved. (laughs) I mean, yeah. if it's like complete strangers, yeah. like when, when, you, when you're sat on the bench in the in between the two people, it's mad. Yeah, awkward. that's quite intense, isn't it? But mm. Pete in Pimlico, are you with us? Yeah. Big Pete. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of yeah, course guys. I am. And Pete, like, of course, you're becoming like a bit of a um, regular in, on this. I call, <laughs> yeah. call him a contributor. Yeah, call him a contributor. But yeah, contributor. contributor. So, but I'm wondering, what is Pete in Pimlico's stance on PDAs? Is it all good or is it like well, no, P- no? When I heard PDA, I was thinking personal digital assistants and I used to sell them I thought I could come on and sell a few but <laughs> give us your pitch about. Pete what would your pitch be if we were well you know before how what the pen and paper is uh, history blood it's history isn't it <laughs> why not have a personal digital assistant with one of them plastic style uh, you know, and put the information in it, read your writing. I but, can um, see you've got a, yeah. a strong business plan behind you there, Pete. But what about... Used to, <laughs> used to, yeah. Till Bill Gates, yeah. He shut down he your... Yeah. He ruined it for Pete and Pimlico. Bill Gates? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he, oh, he, he you got shit. beef with... Oh, yeah. You oh, could have been Bill Pates. One of them, I don't know which one, one of them. <laughs> one of them, oh, yeah, same PDAs. difference. Yeah, what yeah. do you reckon? I like him. I like him. <laughs> I bet you do. No, I mean, are I mean, you saying... Uh, for yourself like or like, like, you don't like, mind seeing like him? Seeing, you like, like seeing, seeing them? I like seeing them as well. Okay. Hold on, wait. Before we go any further, Pete, can we confirm that you... <laughs> can we confirm that you are black? I'm black. Are you? Black or white. I'm black and white, I am. Yay! Yay! Nicholas, right. people are taking right. over the station. Okay. I'm at the same time. Okay, because this is a situation, <laughs> Pete. Before we get back into the PDA thing, um, we yeah, were we yeah. were talking about what a brilliant uh, guest you've always been and a contribute uh, contributor on the show. Yeah, true, um, true. Yeah. Uh, I was saying like, and I guarantee you, he's black or mixed race. We we're just trying yeah. to work out what you look yeah. like. I, I had no. And idea Sarah said, yeah, definitely. And then we started talking about well, actually, that's open for debate because a lot of people say you can't. Hear a no, man's no, like ethnic makeup no. through through the phone, but I believe that <laughs> yeah. you can, right? And you as two people easy. of color on the show, me and Sarah both agreed on this, so it wasn't. It's not that controversial, <laughs> and I'm just glad to hear you back that up because it would have it would have <laughs> fucked up the whole really theory. Would have been embarrassing. <laughs> but don't you no, reckon? You know, we know when we're talking, you know, to each other. You know what I mean? It's, uh, that's no, how but, it goes. But it? I mean, even just in the tone of the voice, you can sense S- some pick up on something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, well, okay. Anyway, let's move on from that. So, yeah, but you're saying <laughs> yeah, PDA. Well, well, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter anyway. No, of course not. No, no it doesn't we're, matter. We're not that. It's just an interesting observation. You're that's that all. What? No, he's not saying that it matters. No, 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 no. We're no, not saying no, it matters here. No, no. Like, no, listen, we, we don't want to. We don't want to <laughs> lose. Let's not go down that road. We, we don't want to lose ninety-one point six percent of our listenership. <laughs> yeah. So let's just yeah, stay cool. Yeah, but it cool does here. matter as well at the same time as it not mattering. 
steep. What's that? That's, that's, <laughs> that's know, too much for me, Pete. Yeah. That's, you went into went into Stellarine. You're behind the bookcase right now, man. I'm tripping out. But back okay, to so the BDAs. Listen, so you, obviously you're all good having them. I'm I'm in your camp. How do you feel yeah. when you're you know you're walking home? You know you're yeah. about your business. You're working out your next uh, you know your next business uh, proposition that you're going to bring to the streets and, and make some money off. You're all you're all about business, and all of a sudden some couple burst out of a, the a pub door in front of you and start tonguing each other down, big style, like Drake and Madonna the other right day, right in front of your face. Have a pause from thinking about the business, you know. Yeah, and, and focus. At, stay focused. Break in the thought and help it. You know, help me maybe come out of this zone. Go have a look. I saw one yesterday. Come back with fresh car. eyes. You saw one yesterday. I saw one yesterday in break a hatchback car. A man stuck in his. Well, I don't know if it was his girlfriend. <laughs> Probably not in it because he's in a family car. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Re- rewind. This is not a family show, Pete. So say, be free. What did you say? Are you in a hatchback he car? Was stuck in his girlfriend's titty like he was a baby at the milk. Is it, uh, you know, lactating. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pete, can we... Uh, there's a lot of shit here I need to clarify. Sarah's stepping out of this convo now. This is man-to-man. Was it was it above blouse, under blouse, over bra, it or was, under bra? the mouth bare titty. Bare titty. <laughs> Did this really this happen, Pete, or is this your imagination? Is this Pimlico? Is this Pimlico? <laughs> Pimlico? I couldn't stop and look. I was embarrassed, so I walked on by, but I saw it with my own eyes. Is this how people get down in Pimlico? <laughs> People get down in Pimlico, yeah. Damn. <laughs> but you, you didn't have anything against that per se. I'm not against it at all. Did nice. you see anyone no, else's reaction? Down. Was anyone else's reaction kind like of like, what the hell? You are? I felt like a ghost because they were going a bit further than normal, what is, what is normal, you know? <laughs> okay, so basically what I'm getting from this is that Pete is down with Pete the, is 100% the down. I wanted to watch it, I wanted to watch it, but... Yeah. Well, listen. Send us the footage, and um, the, our, our listeners can check it out at Maybe Fubar we'll Radio <laughs> on Twitter. Um, but we've got some emails as well. Thanks, what Pete, are they man, saying on the U R G? We have got some emails. People are very passionate about this. Um, first off, let's go for. A, should we go for an against or a with, you, Sarah? You choose. Well, against to let's balance start out from against. Pete's passionate. And surprise, surprise! <laughs> the the first against is from a female. <laughs> Oh, a- so you're turning a- this into a- 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 boys. AKA the fun haters. <laughs> oh, I see. Listen, Hi. right. There's no generalizations <laughs> going on here. This is, okay. from, this is from Bess in, in Ricelip. Thank you so much, Bess, for your email. Thank she says, you, Bess. Hi, Hi, Doc and Sarah. I hate PDAs. And I once went out with a boyfriend. This is a great email, by the way. I once went out with a boyfriend I like to call, and this is in quotation marks, the washing machine. <laughs> due to his kissing technique Ooh. he always used to do a full on PDA in pubs, bars, clubs you name it he tried to rinse cycle me <laughs> this you, is, is, is this Drake? you name it, it sounds like this is Drake you name it us. you name it he tried to rinse cycle me in it it got so bad I had to tell him it wasn't him it was me and I had a <laughs> phobia of kissing so I couldn't go out of him anymore wow it was for the best Best, that, listen, that's, deep, I, that's hardcore, man. That's hardcore. I mean, what, you, obviously you didn't see it as like he he was just really, really into you and he just couldn't hide it. He just wanted to show the world how much he was into you. You no, couldn't see that. But you know sometimes when it's like... It's too much. People, just no, get your hands off kisses me. Kisses aren't compatible. I'll tell you when it is kind of wrong, yeah. 
when you're out with other friends <laughs> and then the guy that you've brought or the girl that you've brought is just on you the whole time like, I'm trying to have a conversation here like I'm trying to catch I up really, with my mate <laughs> this and is you're like tongue like being tonguing a super down. star comedian like Doc this is like, like, bro, listen, <laughs> batting the bro, girls off left like control yourself ladies I, I'm trying to do an hour of stand up here just get the hell off me <laughs> I'm on I'm stage working. I'm at working. the Royal Albert Hall. Baby, I'm working. Uh, so here's a, here's a four. Here's a four. Thanks, Bess. Here's a four. Um, this is a really simple one from Vince in Canterbury. Uh, I love a nice bit of PDA. If a, if a girl <laughs> Sorry, is that a guy? Yeah, this is Vince. Okay. Vince in Canterbury. If a girl won't kiss me in public, she don't like me. Simple. Simples. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Uh, and it actually, it's quite nice. We'll finish with Adam Baker, who's uh, uh, tweet. He's um, he's tweeted the studio actually, and he's just said he's on both sides of the fence with this. Ooh. So he's for it with his missus, but he's well <laughs> against being gammed by an OAP with halitosis. <laughs> Smiley face. Now I've never heard the phrase gammed. Has anyone Me heard neither. that? Gammed? Have you heard gammed? Gammed? No. Maybe, so do you think he means to... gummed? Do you think he means oh, gummed? Maybe gummed. The, yeah, maybe like, it's the auto. He's assuming or like something. an OAP hasn't got teeth, which is <laughs> that's actually that's really wrong because a lot of them have got dentures and a lot of them are actually very experienced kissers, Adam. So. You know, oh, are you speaking from experience? I'm, I'm speaking though. from experience. But wouldn't um, it be better to take the teeth out first? And uh, oh, Cheryl's coming for the ladies. Cheryl, tell us. And Cheryl just says, I'm a serious pda -er. I've put it on my dating profile. Oh, Boom. yes. Cheryl. Go let, on, Cheryl. Let me know which profile. She's proud. We'll I like that. That's touch. the PDA pride. I'm feeling it. All right. <laughs> She's proud. Where, where but, are we going yeah, next? I mean, I think I, I still want to hear more for, I guess, yeah, what we've got one lady who's pro. One who's like yeah. fully against. Fully pro. That's the first woman. I think a lot of it, you can't bunch all of us girls into the same category I, that we're I, anti. I'm I think it, I'm, I'd like to do a mathematical add up at the end of the uh, the end of the show and just see how many women are for and how many are against. And I, I, I'm just going to throw it out there and say I reckon more women are against than for. You think so? Mm. I, I know you're against. Really? Yeah. If I tongued Why? you, if I tongued you down right now in front of uh, Ben, we're friends. It, I, exactly. It's never gonna cross that line. You'd ben. be against it. You'd be so against. <laughs> that it. doesn't mean I'm against. And PDA. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, go with it. And you'd be like, no, this is really unprofessional. <laughs> I've met like, your oh, wife, Sarah. You're such. <laughs> I know your family. This isn't correct. Oh. I know your little brother. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm talking about. Buzzkills. All yeah. of them. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a difference, Doc, between not wanting to kiss somebody Buzz and being Killington. against PTA. Buzz Killington is all I'm saying. No, I'm, listen, hey, my name is Love. <laughs> I'm all for love, you mm. know, but mm. I think there's Keep it behind closed doors. Of, no, I just think there's, there's a point where it just becomes, like, obscene, isn't it? And, like, yeah... I don't want to see a bride and groom. I'm all. F I love to see like uh, people get married and the joy that so that what, brings the, everyone. But you saying at the wedding you don't want to see them kiss? No, no, no. I don't want to see like full on Tongues. washing machine rinse cycle. I think at a, wedi <laughs> a wedding it's all right. Surely you think so in yeah, front well, of your nana. A, a wedding is a PDA. I guess that's that one like, of the only opportunities. You're signing up for that like when you get the invite and you RSVP, you're basically saying I'm coming to a day of PDA. <laughs> no, but I think it's good. You can definitely get a bit of a snogging, but not like 
not like that griminess that Madonna did. That was too much, man. Yeah, no, that I mean that was extreme. I, I like looking See, if you at, were tra- at the attempting footage, to kiss me like that. The then. thing is, it's the way she sort of yanks his head back and then because he's sat and down. And now he's completely he's in a stressed down. position he and has no anything. control. He can't do anything. If you're sat down, and you get your head yanked back, and then you've got a head on top of your head. There's very little you can do. Yeah, you're flailing your arms around. You're unsighted. It's pretty scary. You know, Madonna is very strong. Years <laughs> of yoga. Athletic. She's yeah. very sinewy. <laughs> she's dangerous. Coke bottle with her thighs. You know, yeah. she's she's a very very dangerous woman mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I just thought it was an extremist kiss. Yeah, no, but I think I wouldn't it was say the kiss that of an extremist. I think you could, people can take it too far, and I, yeah, I definitely, I I'm happy to see love and to okay. see people so like, what, being united in love. But when it's like, you know, when it gets to that point, what where is it's what like, is your point? Then? What is your exact crossover? So a, a kiss is fine. I don't want to see people. You want to see? So, so it's actually the tongue. So if you've got like a kiss, <laughs> they can snog. lips on lips is fine, mouth closed, and then the hand slides down the back and a little squeeze of one butt cheek. How are you, where, where do you stand on that? Because that's a regular thing. I see that every day. You know what? I don't really move in those kind of circles, despite me being a DJ. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. See, now you're, now you're casting aspersions. You're acting like I walk around the streets every day. Well, that's day. how it sounds. Just, just make it like I've got my crew, my butt, on your my bl- my butt clenching crew with me. Yo. <laughs> Poised, ready yo, bro, for action. Make sure you get squeeze no i'm talking about i see it every day just walking down the street driving no, you around know what? people kiss actually and yesterday then the hand fish slides and down and i saw the girlfriend grabbed a boyfriend's bum in the there you go it happens me. both ways i'm saying he didn't is, seem bothered is that above or below it the didn't tongues? bother me there you go so that's yeah, fine no but there's a way of doing it where it's like oh, yeah, i'm not, I'm not, not talking obscene. about the, the, the proper reach around where you're like practically <laughs> in between the legs that's messed up take that shit home Okay, so there is a line for you too. Yeah, I mean, like you know, if you get like if you're proper, like you know, basically, if if he's getting overexcited, then nobody <laughs> wants nobody wants to see that. <laughs> That's too much information. Nobody for Nobody wants us. to see that. PDA zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred. Let us know other people's. Yeah, Where'd maybe you you've got it? like some crazy experiences, like uh, what was our lady's name? Bess was Bess. she the one with the washing, the washing machine, boyfriend, boyfriend washing machine? Um, that, you know, let us know your. Rinse- cycled everywhere she went yeah let us know your um, experiences of PDA coming up very soon we're going to have a special guest in the studio going by the name of John Z D. so more on that hold tight with FUBAR more music for you as well and um, who knows maybe we'll hear from Pete again (laughs) (laughs) he's black y'all remember that like double time bubble era of <laughs> jeans no big up to Buster Rhymes like as much as criticism as people have for him I just think he's such an OG when you look at his ti- his timeline of his career coming from leaders in the new school through to like the scenario era through to how incredible his solo career has been I just think what an amazing artist you're tuned into Food Bar Radio of course you get the illest um, hip hop <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> me and Doc going down the hip hop uh, wormholes yeah I don't, I don't think there's very many artists who have been as solid as Buster Rhymes have tried to LL? push the envelope. Nah, LL, no way. No? Not even close. Not even close. The last tune that I felt that he did was like in 1996. <laughs> no, the last tune was Mama Said Knock You Out. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Buster Rhymes has been dope since like 1989. But you know what makes me sad with Buster Rhymes seeing how he's like, seems a bit of a drug addict nowadays. Is he? Yeah, he's like bashing the roids, and then he's the dude who's behind that mashup um, Coco song. 
I didn't know that. You know either. that mess of a Coco song. No, which which one's that? Like, I try and avoid um, shit that depresses me. I know. See, this is the rule that I have nowadays in music. I just block it out yeah, because these things are like. Pra- <laughs> but these things are like parasites. Mm. As soon as you open your ears to it, that mm. will just implant like the mm. worm, like the one you mm. ate last week, into mm. your brain, and then mm. you can't escape this thing. Mm. The next thing you know, you're singing this nonsense. I'm pleased that you don't know this Coco rubbish. Someone actually hit us up asking about that um, Coco song. They want you to rap about it. I think so. Oh, we is need that what to, he was talking about? Yeah. So I'm going to need to yeah, put you I onto this Coco the, record. Yeah. Suggestions I've got because I did get a tweet. Who was it? Let's have a look. Yes, keep them coming through because every week yeah, we and get use the hashtag rap. rap about anything because then yes. I can search everybody and give everybody a shout out much easier on Twitter. Yes, but, um, but we ooh, need subjects geez. for Doctor Rap about. I've just seen one from Rahil Ahmed who's written um, as a suggestion for rap about anything: existential angst and general feelings of misery and despair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like help. Oh, hashtag it was, help. It was DJ Blue. DJ Blue at DJ Blue 96D. Is he that wrote the Your Love dude? of the Coco. Yeah, oh my I, and God. I thought this he was saying like cocaine. I was like, Darn, no, dude, that is I'm what not... the song is about. Oh, is that what it's about? And it's Buster who is behind this mess of a song. And then someone played this song to my niece. And then she started singing the song to me. I was like, I'm baying for this person's blood. How dare they bring this into that my family's cray. universe? Yeah, but this is like one of the biggest tunes in the States. I'm like, you must have heard that lifestyle tune as well. That's like um, Birdman behind that song. Anyway, oh, that's a whole other. To that boy? Yeah, you know what? I reckon you need to um, rap about this week. It's record store day. Oh yeah, we too. I, that would be too passionate. It wouldn't be funny enough. I know That's we're both problem. being tears. Like yeah. you're rapping about. That would be like of course, for, for Rahil Ahmed. That would be like the general feelings of misery and despair. So <laughs> yes. So maybe that. we can overlap the two the two subjects because this week it is all about celebrating vinyl. This uh, mm. weekend, the 18th of April, it's International Record Store Day, and um, last year, 2014, vinyl sales hit nearly 10 million copies of vinyl. That's amazing. Isn't that wonderful? I just thought it was a dead medium, but actually it's Not CDs. Not at all. Yeah, dead, because vinyl really is forever. Big shout out to Cool Bob Love. Yeah, because he coined that um, vinyl is forever phrase. Because it's like you get such a quality of sound with vinyl that you do not get with MP3. Also, the digital medium is it's so true. disposable. Like, just a click of a button, we're going to lose, like, the last hundred years of digital data. Like, yeah. none of this stuff is going to exist. No one cares about an MP3. There's no passion there. I remember as a kid, like, becoming fascinated with vinyl, looking at my parents records just mm-hmm. obsessing over the record sleeves let do. alone the, the quality pictures. of the music behind it it's like, like a big comic book you know? it, it's so precious yeah so I mean I'm just overjoyed also as a DJ to know that people still care about vinyl and so it's just oh, been beautiful, beautiful to see over and the last few years do you still DJ years. on vinyl Sometimes I'm, um, I've got to say I'm mostly Serato yeah, yeah. like if I'm going overseas and things like that it's just, but you're that's careful the, about your wabs and your ifs and shit like that Oh yeah, definitely. Because like, some people sure are just like rag-o. getting shit off like fullrip.net or something. Good luck. Just, like, it or no, they're taking horrific. it off of YouTube. Off of YouTube. They're burning yeah. MP3s Because some chicks like play videos. this, play that, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then when she's turned around, they realize they ain't got it. Yeah. And they just search off of Google. But if you're taking that approach, DJing, that is making a mockery of yeah, DJing. You're not really a DJ. You know? <laughs> yeah. So sit down. You're, you're Danny Dyer. <laughs> say but no i think um it's just wonderful to see like over the last few years since record store day has started like how much attention has been brought to it the amount of people that i've met through record stores like i feel like i owe 
so much of my career through record stores like we're going to be speaking to the man John ZD in a little while I think I first met him in Deal Real Records the original Deal Real on Knoll Street where I used Ooh, to work Pete and um, yes Pete Reel's wow. place and um, yes yeah, so many people I mean I've been in other parts of the world people have just seen me walking down the street with a record bag so they've started talking to me and now that's true 15 years later we're still like homies or we've worked together mm. or whatever so it's like music uniting the people mm. and this Saturday the 18th um, of April you're, there's going to be a lot going down in London um, in the Berwick Street area all over London but yep. down Berwick Street they basically close off the whole of Berwick Street and Soho they have a few stages set up there's sound systems each record shop has like different things going on so definitely go down Damn, and get involved because it's I'm gonna wonderful go down I'm gonna go down oh there. my god it's so fresh seriously it's like the, it's like it. a mini carnival mini Notting Hill carnival so I definitely uh, would recommend you getting involved just google record store day 2015 yeah man and wherever as a warm up on Thursday speaking of Deal Real, we're going to reignite the Deal Real, Deal Real legacy and launch uh, a month of events uh, at the uh, the base of the old Deal Real shop on Carnaby Street. Um, so from 6pm, come down, we're going to have a few drinks, we're, we're going to get ready, we're going to uh, advertise a bunch of events, free events for you lovely people, fans of hip-hop and fans of vinyl, and we're going to reinvigorate the Deal Real name. Uh, and all the original names are going to come back. We've already got Tinchy Striders involved. We got uh, flipping Michael Payne. We got uh, we got people from the industry as well. We got Jamal Edwards. We got Sarah Liversedge. Oh man, it's going to be crazy. So no, Sarah make sure. You, uh, yeah, Sarah Love might be down there, but she was from the original Deal Real, <laughs> which we don't really associate with. So. <laughs> See, I see Johnsy's <laughs> in the back making gang signs. We're <laughs> in the original squad. <laughs> no, but it's all love. It's all wonderful. It's all vinyl. It's all hip-hop. Yeah, and I just think it's oh, ill to see how vinyl is like exceeding CDs. It's That's a, incredible. CDs are just whack. Like, every CD CDs ends up whack. getting broken. CDs are CDs whack. scratch so easily. They deteriorate. You care enough about them. No basically do you know what I'm saying so when you've got one you don't really give a crap and the other reason vinyl really is forever is because um, it doesn't you know it lasts mm. like the actual format of CDs mm. they uh, mm. degrade like they rot that's, that's why I pulled the CD changer out of my Audi and put in like a, a, a turntable so you just slot a 12 inch into the front of my dashboard and it plays it's fucked up <laughs> when you go over speed bumps and shit but on the whole, it's but then dope. you just have to do a scenic crew yeah. to make sure you're dodging any yeah. potholes and speed bumps. It's so, dope. as an ode to the record sh- record stores and music that connected me with so many people, I'm going to hit you with an EPMD joint. And straight after nice. this, we're going to be talking to the main man, John Z D from Breaking Convention, mm-hmm. who, oh, this takes me back. I make a million bucks. Okay, we're just like already getting into it. Johnsy's walked into the studio and, and shit it's got like, real. Yeah. Immediately. Oh my goodness. Immediately. For real. Divisive arguments already, guys. Come I on. Know. Can we, we just all get along? <laughs> we, we were talking about butt squeezing in public before Johnsy DK. <laughs> yeah. Now we're like, shit, oh, shit got real. <laughs> like, yeah, bring it. Yeah. But Johnsy D, welcome to the show. What a pleasure welcome. to have welcome. you here. I'm really happy to be here. I must say, I didn't realize I was coming to here. Um, I thought I was going to go to HFM, to be honest with you. I did, so, you! <laughs> yeah. no, no. Shh, don't mention it! <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, don't mention the war! It's like, don't mention the rivals! No, big, big, no, up, no. big up itch, I big love up itch. But this is, this is FUBAR Radio, and this is, this is, this oh. is some, yeah, some next level you shit. hit a roll now. Mm, you know? Like, this is, this is, this is a world of, uh, of, 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 of free speech, mm-hmm. 
of 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 a lot of shit talking, yes. a little bit of rap, <laughs> and yes. also a lot of in- intelligence as well. We mix yes. it up a lot here, and I think like. Itch, itch is a happy rival to have because we do very different things oh completely different and there's no rivalry it's pure camaraderie no. in my opinion and I feel like you know here FUBAR we, ha- we we bring a little bit of a different flavour to, to FUBAR and so for us it's nice for you know us to represent what's going on within our hip hop community and I feel John Z mm-hmm. you know not only over the years have you done so much and we were t- speaking there about Record Store Day and I think that yeah. was definitely where I first met you was in the Deal Real Nol right. Street right. and um, but yeah over the years you've been cult the um, uh, breaking convention right, which man. I've been involved in over the years too as well and that's coming up as well so I was like who better for us to get in, into the show yeah, so shout. break down for the people like if they're not familiar with John Z D or breaking convention what the hell is breaking convention okay so breaking convention is the international festival of hip-hop dance theater that is a very wide statement because we're dealing with the world of hip-hop but done within the proscenium arch do you know what I mean because as you know we understand hip-hop is done in ciphers and clubs and maybe in on MTV for example but this is a way in which we can get into the dimensions of theatre mm-hmm. through hip-hop so that's really really exciting as you said we've been going for 12 years um, we're based at Sadler's Wells Theatre mm-hmm. um, and actually I'd like to think of it more it's increasingly becoming a celebration of hip-hop culture which is yeah. a beautiful thing because i mean this is a controversial statement and you can Mm -hmm. agree or disagree but i feel like you you're a pioneer of taking an art form to a place where perhaps beforehand people from that culture from that background didn't really feel welcome the world of theater Mm. has always been seen in my opinion as something of an exclusive experience yes that's like the establishment yeah certain people can afford it so you get situations where even if it's like a porgy and bess Mm. or an othello or like a you know something that's that's kind of a black staple Mm. in terms of the story and the performance you look around yourself in the audience and you're still the only black person there you know (laughs) so like i've I've always felt that that theater was like the last sort of area of media that Mm. really needed a a, a shake-up. Well, I think that the theatre, in a way, is the last... um, Okay, theatre, I think, is a presentation of colonial ideas. Okay, break that down. Hear this now. Loving it! Hear this, what I'm saying. Now, I think that theatre has been separated from the rest of culture, yeah? And that's the reason why they use terms like high arts, because actually it's about establishing the strata system that we actually live in. Do you know what I mean? There are certain people that do this, and there are certain people that do that. And we were just talking about in this country how we have such more of a class divide rather than in the States, how we have a racial divide. So yeah, in many ways that reflects that also, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. So therefore you'll get people um, talking about um, classical art, classical ballet, classical um, opera, for example. But when you focus on contemporary dance, which is that echelon's way of doing, okay, we're going to do something different and call it contemporary dance. That's not contemporary. (laughs) Them techniques developed in the 1930s with people like Martha Graham and and Merce Cunningham. Mm. Contemporary dance is what we're doing today, yeah? yeah? Because the, the, the contemporary dance field hasn't really progressed where dance technique is concerned. But hip hop has pushed technique 
every week there's a new hip hop move coming out that's a mm. very highly next level form of discipline. You've seen B-Boys now. I They're spoke, ridiculous, I right? spoke to Ashley Banjo about this and Ashley was saying that um, the, the street is the new classical. He was saying like the street is, is creating stuff that is on a level with the, the highest forms of ballet mm. and it's just not, Sorry. it's not, uh, it's not really respected as such. Mm. And I was saying to him, dude, like, I don't know if you know it, but you're helping bring it to the forefront. That's you know, right. how do you feel about, um, you know, like diversity and, and flawless and, and these, these groups that have really brought that world to the mainstream? <coughs> What's <coughs> interesting about these groups is that they were, um, found in a context in which the nation can vote for who they like right yeah right so both of these are products of that whole reality tv scenario mm-hmm. so diversity and who sorry flawless flawless okay. flawless came second to diversity I see. but they okay. both sell out uh, huge yeah. arenas yeah. Mm-hmm. worldwide now yeah? yeah now the thing is ballet doesn't do that you know what I mean? So let's just look well, at they're the... they're grasping for the, to fill the seats, really. Grasping. And there's a whole bunch of subsidy that's completely out of balance with the subsidy for so-called community arts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Community. Um, See, things like that are so patronising terms, mm. really, isn't it? That <laughs> yeah. keeps people in their place. Yeah. It's just interesting to me that once given the opportunity to reach the mainstream, everybody was into it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This, this art form that had always been pushed down there with... Uh, uh, graffiti and and like uh, skateboarding yes. and these these so-called anti-social uh, uh, pastimes mm. gave the nation a chance to just go. What do you think of this? And they were like, "It's amazing! Yes. Like it's amazing!" <laughs> yeah. yes, and they voted with their true. feet. But you know what's yeah. deep about it? If you look at history, history will tell you this was always going to happen. Because if you look at the staple of theatre, particularly the theatre where bums on seats is concerned, where people paying their money, it's jazz dance forms it's blues music it's um the the buddy holly story mm-hmm. look at these music forms that was called nigger music back in the day mm. right am i right or am i wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was what these so we're in the same situation do you know what i mean it's only a matter of a time that we'll probably get some amazing um white guy who's gonna make the most amazing hip-hop theater show mm. then it will be art <laughs> well i mean that is that i mean that's a, a, a massively controversial statement and i i, I guess i agree it's and real. disagree with you on on, on a couple of levels i mean uh, diversity is an interesting one uh in the basis that it's called diversity because of the huge racial mix between the the group itself, mm-hmm. so you got white kids, mixed race kids, and black kids, mm-hmm. all, all all in the same group, and they've never really. And this may be partly because of the the mainstream way they came to uh, the public's attention. Mm-hmm. They've never really been called a, a a black or a white outfit, even mm-hmm. though we all know that what they do has its roots in black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an issue obviously we see in, in hip hop all the time we've seen it probably most recently with Macklemore mm-hmm. uh, and Iggy Azalea where people are suddenly getting awards and mass uh, sort of acceptance uh, on the basis of promotion. possibly you could say gentrifying hip hop yep mm-hmm. um, I feel like that is a real issue but right do now you, do you feel do you, do you genuinely feel because I read but about you I don't think you, it's a racial thing from, for me I, I know you from back in the day mm-hmm. and, and yet I probably for the past 10 years I've read more about you in 
the Guardian and the Independent in the Times than I have actually spoken to you. And Doc, they love the shit out of you. I know that, that, is a, that's a I'm side issue. I'm disgusted that that's a side have issue. not hung out because you've been reading about me in broadsheets as well. That, it's not even like a side issue. That's a side issue. And the other side issue is, yes, I am uh, something of a wild individual, but I do read the broadsheets, okay? Just deal with it. But, um, but the, I guess the point I'm making is that um, these very white, very middle-class worlds they love you. Like, mm. they, they love what you're... Br- I've never read a bad review about a John Z. D. show mm-hmm. or a concept. And um, at what point do you think... Or, or, as an additional question, what do you think you need to do to get the kind of acceptance and understanding that you feel brings your art form to a level with, say, classical ballet, for example? Okay, I think I was lucky to have trained at London Contemporary Dance School. So... What I saw there was the structure and how people justify their art. So for me, I just learned how to justify what I was doing. I mean, that's what I was going to say, is that you you know how to speak their language, but you've been able to do it without selling out. Yes. yes. And I think that is like where, that's the right way to do it. Because there's a lot of people who, um, they, they play that industry game where, yeah, you're ultimately selling out not only yourself, but all of us at the yeah. same time, you know, for a dollar. I think for me, it's because well, what we do is beautiful. <laughs> what we do. <laughs> it, it is, no? Yeah. Isn't it? I'm no, no, no he was just like, yeah, yeah. He's just been oh, cheeky. Really? Yeah. I like cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you I'll be quicker to get often. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that was an official invitation. John Z. D. Yes. is now part of this show. <laughs> yes, because I live so. just down the road. I know. And it ain't nothing to come I'll through here. And John Z. a cyclist too. Oh, for yeah. real? This okay, is cyclist cool. United. Nice. Is cyclist yeah. Cool. Nice. Yes, okay. Good. Sorry, but we digress. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, as yeah. often we do on this show. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm glad I'm here for the hour. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that um, ultimately the diversity thing is key. Because what we've done is we've shown that this culture of hip-hop is not about race. Yes. Okay. Yeah? Exactly. No one feels marginalised when they're in this culture. Mm-hmm. No one feels like, oh, I'm not um, supposed I, to be here. I'm not, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, and there's so many other forms where that feels like that. Mm. And that's one of the things that I love about hip-hop at its essence is whether you're fresh or not and that's all it ultimately boils down to it doesn't matter what you look like what your gender is whatever are you fresh or not can you bring it yeah i would bring to that is that if you take lyrics out and put in uh different forms of art to the hip-hop culture say graffiti or uh or, or dance it it's a little bit easier, I think, to, to, to widen it out to other cultures. I, I, I get emails all the time to my website from white kids who are saying, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm welcome in the cypher or I don't feel like I'm welcome at, at, at this rap club or that rap club. And I'm, really? sure, I'm sure it's to do with the posturing around lyricism, you know, See, I think which, that when you, which is that, that you don't have that when it, when it comes to dance. But you see, with something like that, I feel that maybe that's more of a personal issue. Oh yeah, no question. I think it's a mixture of I think it's a mixture of their insecurity. From my experience, yeah, yeah, I think it's a mixture of their own insecurity, and I've replied to as many of these emails as I can. I think it's a mixture of their own insecurity, but I do think there's also an exclusivity thing that we have sometimes 
within rap, and I'm talking about rap rather than hip hop here, mm-hmm. where Thank it's like, you. this is us, this is us. Do you know what I mean? Don't get involved. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, I mean. Are you talking racially as well? Yeah, racially, and well, there's there's a class element there too. Okay, I think I think that there's a lot of struggle with that because I don't remember it being so explicit when third base came out. Yeah, no, yeah? for real. Third base were immediately embraced, yeah? And beasties. And, and beastie boys. So, mm. I mean, immediately. And they were part of the beginnings of this rap thing, this mm. rap industry thing. So, I think that... And same when you t- talk about gender as well. Like, nowadays, people right. feel like, oh, it's so misogynistic. It's like, right. it was never... Women were equally included in yeah. hip-hop from Antoinette, the outset. Antoinette, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah. JJ Fad, or whoever. Fad, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think that... Uh, as the development of hip hop as uh, as a as a word that means something, particularly in America, it's synonymous with working class black males. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then this whole appropriation game that's happening now. What you're telling me that black people can't get Grammys in hip hop now? Mm. Well, I mean, well, they stopped broadcasting the hip hop category of the Grammys, didn't they? What? After that, yeah, because it was. Remember when um, Wu Tang did the Wu Tang's for the kids, okay. and then since then they cut the the rap uh, category from the TV broadcast. Mm. But um, but no, I mean we digress again. Okay, I want to get back to you it. because another thing that I was really um, I was proud of you, John Z. <laughs> a couple of years ago mm. when um, we I brought my niece to um, a production you were doing where you did a um, a one man performance about uh, you being uh, nominated for MBE. That's right. Which you turned down. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It was more of a dun, 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 <laughs> thinking about how am I going to explain this to people. Really? That was the most difficult thing. When I got the letter, um, I remember my head just fell into my hand. Reason being was because um, it, I knew already that I wasn't going to accept it. That, that was a given. That was not hard to do. What was hard was telling my big sister mm. because she loves the Queen. She does. She's into <laughs> that, you know. Um, and I know that that, that would have made her proud. So, and I questioned what... But what at the same time, she said. knows that you're, you're not as big a fan of the monarchy as So what, what were the grounds? Was it purely... Uh, Monarchical, or was it, did it relate to colonialism? I, I'm fascinated to know because yeah, my sister why? turned one down as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but people have different reasons. Yeah. My reason was specifically the name um, Member of the British Empire. Yeah, actually, Empire I have a problem with. You know, and, and that empire um, basically was the death of. You know, thousands of people, the the rape of rape, millions pillaging. of women, the pillaging. You know, and I'm not the birth of slavery, the birth of slavery, mental colonization, all of that. You know, and I think it will be awkward for me, but also tea. <laughs> just just to put in a little plus. Yeah. <laughs> that come from India, bro. <laughs> I know, I know but we no, mastered I mean, that we, shit. Yeah, we, we robbed it from them. But we mastered it. You robbed it. You jacked it. And Chinese have mastered tea for morning. Don't you know that? Yeah, but we put milk in it, bro, and sugar. I mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I'm just reffing it for the white half of my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Um, yeah. Balanced. So basically, for me... Um, 
interested that you say the white side of your family. <laughs> I'd be interested in 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 your white history mm. and your relationship to the ruling powers. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, know? well, I mean, I've, I'm big on the family tree thing, and I've I've traced uh, both sides of my family as far as I can. I think with with new technology, it will become easier in the future to go even further back. Um, but what I've found. <laughs> quite sadly unfortunately is is victims of of slavery on both sides from the irish and the the, the, the black and uh, uh a, a, a mass of generations of, of 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 working class uh white people who've been pretty much browbeaten um i don't really know how to feel about that other than i know there's a there's a there's a deeper reason that me and my sister have always had such a a, a big strong voice mm. when it comes to 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 the voiceless kind of thing you know yes, yes. Um, but it it fascinates me man but it's well, like when you start mixing uh, mixing races as well you know you look at mixed race families there's all sorts of controversies down the line yeah. it always amazes me that the union of my parents um long since uh, split but the union of the original union of them broke the two families up completely based mm. on mainly on a on, on a on a racial tip but also because there was 30 years between them which was also an issue but wow. <laughs> okay. but I it, mean, it's fascinating looking into the two family trees how much they actually had in common mm. Mm. i mean when my parents married it was my mother's black south african so when they married it was illegal yeah <laughs> to be married so it was Even it and my intense. mom was in showbiz at that time so um. it was in the newspapers like this woman has married this white man. Mm. This is outrageous. You know, mm. we weren't allowed to visit South Africa until the end of apartheid, like much uh, in in the nineties. I didn't realize you were the weird way around like me. That's good to know. Ah, oh, the black mum. No, because and that's another thing. I swear it is different. <laughs> it is when different. your mother What's is the, black or your father is, is black, it What's is different. Because well, ask, nurture, a Jew, ask a Jewish guy. Ask a Jewish guy. A Jewish guy would tell you that yeah, my dad weren't Jewish, but I'm Jewish because my mum was Jewish. You know, is mm. there's something there's something to do with no, but it's the, to do the with maternal the nurture, side. Yes, you know? the maternal. A dad nurture. can be around, or he, or or he can be distant mm. uh, emotionally, or he can even be physically distant, mm. and the family can still very much function. Right. For a mum to be any of those things, a family will break down. I I just come back from Colombia, and I bought these bags from a tribe called the Wai the Waiu tribe in, the, in up in the hills of uh, of Cali in Colombia. Mm. And these bags uh, are weaved over weeks. I mean, they take ages. They're mm. absolutely beautiful. Mm. But um, the, the strap is weaved by the men and the, the actual sack is, is weaved by the women. Mm. And that's because the, the men can, sh- can shoulder a physical burden mm. briefly, but mm. it's the woman that carries everything, yes. you know? And that, that's, that's an ancient tradition mm. for the Wayus that goes back thousands of years mm. and, 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 and what that told me was well, that really ties into the way I see family now because I mean I grew up with loads of kids from loads of different ethnic backgrounds but I had my tight little crew of mixed race kids <laughs> and I was the only one who had a black mum mm, all, so all, all, all the rest yeah. grew up in essentially kind of white families white yeah. the, dad, the dad just wasn't around yeah, yeah. and so it took them a long time I can think of one or two uh, in fact a good friend of mine who's probably one of the kings of the, of, of, of the British rap game right now who grew up in a very much a white Irish mm-hmm. uh, situation as, mm-hmm. a, as a kid 
but he was just this brown face in the house, you know. And, and it, it totally didn't poison him at all, did it? Not at all. Like he, he's 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 one of he's one of the blackest dudes I know. It's gone over my head who we're referring to. Anyway, anyway, uh, anyway, you can tell we me digress. Yeah. We've had another digression. I think it's fascinating. I just think it's fascinating. I think it's but, fascinating. So, but also with like the whole um, member of the British Empire and everything. Yeah. Like really, when you you know boil these things down mm. like that's meaningless like for mm. me anyway like that's just some concept that has been cooked up by a bunch of rich people mm. who um, had slaves and built London on the back of <laughs> all these uh, people's illegal labour sort of thing mm -hmm. so it's like why do we want to necessarily perpetuate that fraud yeah. by giving it status by lending my name to it in the same way how I was exactly. talking about if you're going to be an artist and say yeah drink Coca-Cola kind of thing like you know why mm. are you going to be a coat hanger to keep that corporation going going when really in the long run you're you're nothing to them mm. like it's it's mm. meaningless all you mm. do is stand to keep the that empire strong yep. you know and they need to be co-signed by people like John Z D who are down with the crew kind of thing to and, be relevant and what was what i found interesting was that it was the same year of the youth uprising yeah I call it the youth uprising. We know the what same year that you got. Okay. No, yeah, uh, it, it was at the end of that. nominated thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so the, the so-called riots, and yeah, that's yeah. in heavy inverted commas. Yeah, and so I worry that the timing of these type of awards. You know what I mean? What's it meant to be doing? Shady. Do you know what I mean? There's politics that play behind it as well. So, but I think it's a big move because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, but that's going to open so many doors. If I have that, I can use that." And this is and so people will. In, a lot of people will crumble and sell out and just go with it even if that's against so what would, they would have you, preached would you, a would lot you of describe time. Norman Jay as a sellout I mean no I'm just saying for me I don't see I'm not going to give my name to co-sign things that have been done I have a lot of admiration for Britain but have you, know, you lost respect for Norman Jay because he puts that on his flyers. No, but I, the way I see it is he was a Don regardless and that has not elevated him anymore. Therefore, why does he need it? He became a Don on his own sweat and tears mm -hmm. and blood like we all have done. No one came and gave me a handout. You know what I'm saying? We did okay. that ourselves. We broke down these doors and built this community called hip hop in this country that we now have to be proud of, which has now gone into all these different fields. You're performing at Royal Albert Hall. You know, you're doing all of, all of your work. We did that no one made that for us yeah, we just, made that out of nothing you know right. and same with Norman J and ja it's Jazzy B Jazzy B yeah and Jazzy B all, I, and I'm not knocking <clears throat> any I don't want anyone to get it twisted and think that I'm knocking any of well, those dudes well, you know to, just to add to that um, when I first produced the show The Letter I wanted a panel discussion and I actually had Benjamin Zephaniah I love him he's like a no BE um, I love him. And also we got Omar, who had just recently got an MBE, and uh, Lem Sisse, who recently accepted his MBE. And what I wanted to do was have a discussion. So Benjamin turned it down, right? Benjamin turned it I down. Love him. Me and Benjamin turned it down, and the other two didn't. And I wanted to have a chat, because I don't disrespect anybody that chooses to take it. They've yeah. got their reasons. Respect my reasons, though. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not telling yeah, it works you. Both ways. I'm not forcing nothing on no one. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. There's a load of people out there that need to be represented, mm -hmm. and there's the load of people who would not take that and would find that an offensive 
thing to be offered that and I'm part of that crew yeah Benjamin's you know? actually got an ill poem about it I think I, I haven't read it for a long time but yeah he is just a G the way like he just put in a nutshell I think Helen Mirren as well negatively. So it hasn't interestingly I think it gives him it more props his career negatively He's because that takes a big person celebrated by the institutions of, of the UK exactly. you know, and, and the mainstream. And that's because of it. And, you know, my dad's always saying to me, it doesn't matter how much money someone has. The only thing that makes you fluent in Japanese is you applying yourself to do that. The only thing that makes you mm. an amazing artist or a great swimmer is you. Yeah. That doesn't take any amount of money, yeah. you know, and that's something that we need to instill in people. It's not about handouts where mm. you come from this crew and therefore you're in a good position. Yeah, yeah. It's about if you apply yourself, like Marty McFly, if yeah. you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. I mean, I'm very much, I very much enjoy playing the game as long as I retain control I think I probably would turn down an MBE but I don't put it in the same bracket as advertising and whatnot like if if someone wants to pay me 50 grand to do a voiceover for an ad I'm doing that shit I've got kids to feed do you know what I mean it doesn't doesn't mean that I represent Coca-Cola or whatnot I just see it as a job I don't put the two things together if the MBE came with money (laughs) <laughs> I would have thought about it You'd have given yeah, it, a, sl- about a second it. look But honestly The fact that they didn't even give you money Made me think <laughs> They got the fanger Straight up man There's it's no ki- way It's kind of they, they kind of want Big They need the cosign on their, Yeah on, on their it's side It's the cosign And, and, I, I, I and do that's get what that. makes all brands I think my, relevant Personally my MBE My MBE is like Uh the acknowledgement of my peers like I love I love the fact I love it when fans give me props and that and it, like, it's amazing it keeps me going and obviously I see the fans kind of like almost like my my boss like my mm. employer because I can't sell out a venue without them and I can't yeah. get paid without them mm-hmm. um, but what is amazing to me is when somebody that I properly rate says I listen to this or I watch this and it blew my mind you know that's boom. that's like my MBE like because that's mm. like oh okay boom. like I'm in the upper echelons now boom you know I agree like, with I you 100% that mm-hmm. and the thing is I feel as though in my career what I've been doing and the friends of mine that have got on board and supported yeah man like Rodney P mm. we had we'll him on the show last, last week, week. Yeah. man Great like guest. man like Woman like Sarah Love. I said man like Sarah Listen, so, so, I constantly Sarah. get called bruv. Yeah. <laughs> bruv. Okay, so <laughs> like like play the next track. For now, you're one of the bruv. lads. Um, <laughs> but no, on the real, like, all of the people that I've worked with, collaborated with, done stuff for a fraction of the fee that they normally get, mm. you know, mm. that's what makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? And the fact mm. that we're continually making this stuff happen. Mm. I was going to say making this shit happen, and I realised mm. I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can say that. You can say that shit. So yeah, man. Um, but um, I just want to say about breaking convention. Yeah, oh yeah, no, of I course. Let's let's Jesus, but, um, what the hell has happened? There is an event. <laughs> oh God, we're doing next. We're month. a dangerous combination. <laughs> yeah. Last three. Um, it's Thank God, Pete and Pimlico's not here. We've yeah. been going for twelve years. I'm wearing my tenth year anniversary. Yes, uh, so, uh, so it's two years. He's old, been wearing it for ten years. Yeah, yeah. It needs a wash, John. Needs a wash. Um, but it's all good. We use a great. No breaking convention is so wonderful because the audience who are not there's a, b- a bunch of people who you see at breaking convention who are nothing to do with hip hop they have no knowledge of breaking mm-hmm. of anything to do with black culture or anything mm-hmm. and you know you're exposing this to so many other people and then they come back yes you and know? that is my biggest problem <laughs> <laughs> where's the hip hop heads at man yeah at 
that breaking convention. Yeah, man. When we first did it, 2004, it was it was the a hip hop thing. Yeah. Hip hop splintered though, Jones. Man, hip hop is splintered, and I've seen it happen within my lifetime. You know, yeah. the, my introduction to hip hop culture was undoubtedly, undoubtedly, with any any shadow of a doubt whatsoever, was was breakdancing, right. and that's because. Uh, my mum used to take me to Covent Garden on Saturdays mm-hmm. and we just sort of like have a little loiter around the markets and, and I used to love the street performances, the magicians mm-hmm. and the comedians, but they'd always be breakers. Yeah. And I'd never seen anything like it. And I'm talking about like I was like five years old. So this is like See. 1983. Do you know what I mean? And you know Golden the Foundation era. Cruise 21st anniversary coming up as well. You got to come, to yeah, come down for that. I'm going to be DJing at that. Just, yeah. Like the energy of it was crazy. Aww. And then I, when when I got a little bit older and I started seeing like the year six kids in primary school, like putting <laughs> down like a bit of cardboard or bringing in like a roll of lino and then doing it behind mm. the bike sheds and whatnot. It was just like, whatever this is, I need to know more. Yeah. And then I started seeing the connections between the guys, the older boys that I knew and girls that were, were, were graphing and then mm. the skaters who were listening to rap, playing mm. me rap for the first time and all of that stuff. It was very much connected. Yeah. But with the, the way we share information now, it's so splintered that, you know, there's subcultures of subcultures of subcultures. Do you uh, know what I'm saying? That's the reason why... The theatre is the perfect place to bring it all back. Okay. Yeah? It's the perfect place, and mainly because um, theatre in itself is made up of these distinct parts, and, mm. and it all comes together. I mean, mm. um, on Facebook, I go by the name of John Z.D. Agilev, yeah? Sergei Sir Sir Agilev. He was a, a Russian impresario who developed the ballet russe, okay. and he brought together composers, dancers, artists and stuff and brought it all together to make the ballet russe and this 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 stuff. And I think that that's what's happening, yeah. Hip hop started as this thing, yeah, and it splintered out and the technical level of each aspect had to splinter away for it to really mm. develop and find that itself. Evolution, yeah? yeah. But now is the time. It's all on that level. We bring it back now. <sighs> wow. But then this is also, I feel, with the... Because in the last couple of years, you started doing the Breaking Convention Park Jam mm. as well, which is a lovely affair too. And in a sense, I feel that's, a, again, another great meeting point. Like, you feel maybe some of the hip-hop uh, heads aren't necessarily coming to the actual Sadler's Wells yes. event. But then there's no excuse with, with the Park Jam. It's no, free. That's right. It's freeness. <laughs> also, and I, there's I break it, you know. A, it's a great opportunity to converge right now because... Rap went very street. It went very street, and then breakers became very corny in rap people's eyes. You know, mm. there's no doubt about it. True. Even DJs, to some extent, mm. rappers started thinking. When you say went really street, like when? What do you mean? I mean, like, rap began as a party, right? It began mm-hmm. as an, a form of escapism for for white people, for black people, for Latinos, uh, and 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 that sort of branched out into the club scene in Manhattan, and then obviously around oh, the world. Before that. It went through the social conscious movement as well. Yeah, it had so it all starts of that. with a party, and then um, let's the be let's be real. A lot of white people felt alienated in the late eight, in the, the mid to late eighties because of the, the huge amount of black nationalism. Well, all the best rappers were five percent, or, right. or, or or you know, Nation of Islam. So that was that, that was quite exclusive. Mm-hmm. Some a lot of them were, were dealing with white groupies as well. But that's another that's another <laughs> that's another case. Um, but no, what I'm saying is. Into the yeah. mid-90s, when I was a teenager and really getting into it, I think there was a big break 
in in sort of respect between the different areas, the different mm. what I would call elements in the 90s, of hip hop culture. Okay, yeah, because yeah. rap mm-hmm. became the thing, mm. like the standout thing, and what you rapped about, where you came from, those things became absolutely crucial. And those things in breaking, it's irrelevant, man. Yeah. Like, can you break or not? Like, because <laughs> of shit. Well, breakers have. But the I think now ground. that raps become more of a party thing. I think it's a good time for the for the elements to reconvert. Yeah, and I think I DJs feel have become more important now as well. Oh, DJs! Like, I remember rule. a time when rappers, DJs were, are king. rappers were performing over dats. DJs we are just king. Tapes, just like, what do you need a DJ for? Disgusting. That's an extra prick to pay. Listen, <laughs> no, we'll just bring a dat machine. And when you work with man like Pogo, when you work with man like DJ Pogo, I've already got I've got I've got a foundation of excellent DJing, you know what I mean? And I refuse to go down World that other class. route, mm. you know what I mean? Oh, but it's a waste why of time. You? And that's, you're just disrespecting the whole ethics yeah. of what yeah. we're, d- the reason why we're doing this in the that's first place. Right but I think, you know, DJs, we're quite lucky because you can play every field in a way that is tougher for yeah, you don't, MCs. You don't, you don't get irrelevant. As long as you're exactly. a good DJ, you don't get like irrelevant. Like when you go and see someone like DJ Cash Money mm. rocking a party in Russia yeah, yeah. or yeah. in Brazil exactly. or in London. But don't nobody want to hear Marvelous's new shit? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cash Money's still relevant. We're still relevant, you know? Yeah. Marvelous. I don't know. Oh, well, Jazzy no, Jeff's still relevant. No, no, no. I mean, I hear but then Smith earlier we were oh. talking about Buster Rhymes and saying how when you look at like the timeline of his career, Just how he's ability, managed to, ability. you know, but Marvelous he's, was, if I'm honest, he's he known how to play the. So. <laughs> <laughs> he had his 15 minutes. But, yeah. you know, it's still props to, props to him. But, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think DJ is, <laughs> is king. But, um, no, yeah, I, we're I always going to have a position, you know. For me, there's nothing about the music. In my position where I'm coming from I used to go around my DJ David Diamond he goes by the name of now back in the day David D and we used to just sit in his bedroom all day while he's cutting and scratching and practicing and practicing and every now and again we get on a mic and join in and stuff like that and it was he was the centre of this thing do you know what I mean and I believe it's still the same yes the cultivating the community you know the the unity but what about tickets then if people want to know more about Breaking Convention what's the coup Um, if you want to go to Breaking Convention you best go to breakingconvention.com or saddlersworlds.com and book now because the tickets are nearly sold out. Oh, for real. I'm just going to be real. Is it the same like guys. booking fee wise at both or is it, is it best to go to the website? Um, <laughs> oh, you're, trying, you're publicizing um, the loopholes. I'm just thinking about getting <laughs> the hood out, man. I am currently going onto the website right oh, now. Oh, and what? Is it the 4th of May, the Park Jam? It's the 4th of May, Bank Holiday Monday. And what park and it's, is it? It's um, Sparfields Park. Which Have you is been down to any of them yet? That's so cool. I'm definitely going. It's just off Exmouth Street Market. It's a great day to take the whole family out to, you know, because you've got the full-on stage. Definitely bring your utes. Um, we've got Daisy's um, and West Indian. They're going to be there giving enough food and stuff like oh, that. Food man, is I'm gorgeous. Down there. I'm Normally, sorry. I rock down with like four generations of my family yeah, no, yeah, kind nice. of thing. So, yeah, nice. but it is really lovely. And then what? You've got guest performers this year. Oof, oh, it's Jeru. No. Um, no, that was Jeru was last year. Yeah, sorry, sorry. This year we are going to do the first generation jam. The reason being is because we've got. Um, Formerly known as the Nigger Twins, okay. we have got the legendary twins. Now, these twins were at Cool Herc's original parties. They're widely known as the first rockers to go down mm. to the floor. 
Mm. We're talking some of the beginning b boys. They weren't in like world style or something. Nah, right? mate. They predate Rocksteady. I oh, know. I'm thinking of Double Trouble. They predate Rocksteady, and this is the first time they've been out. If you've seen the the, the film Freshest Kids, most of them refer to these guys. Anyway, they're coming to Europe for the first time via breaking convention. Aww. That's crazy. They're gonna be in the house just chilling. You know what I mean, at the park jam. So as a result, that's of that, why I they changed their name, innit? Because immigration. Was <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Like, this isn't gonna name. run. Actually, yeah. I did speak to them about it. And basically, they just said, look. We're grown men. Yeah, Do you think we want? We really want a bunch of kids coming up to go, hey, you guys are nigger twins. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, anyway, um, so yeah, so they're going to come through um, and we're going to have first generation London in the house. Danny Francis, the popper, he used to pop with the London All-Stars wow. in Covent Garden. He's going to be hosting a naughty 40s cypher and all wow. of the 40-year-old generation dancers, they're all coming back <laughs> to get busy. You know what I mean? Some of them are still breaking there's about 10 physiotherapists yeah, in the crowd in the ready to, to go St. <laughs> yeah. John's the Ambulance on call and a lot of them are training <laughs> so you better just warm up um, and we're going to have a first generation rap jam featuring Family Quest yeah Family Quest influenced Rodney P and Cookie Crew do you know what I mean so wow. we're really taking Lineage. it back we're, we're, we're and going. this is also why I have so much respect for all these events that you put together because it's schooling people at the same time and you know if we aren't going to do that. Mm. Who is going to do it? That's mm. right. You know, and it's so important mm. that history is told correct yeah, so then man. it doesn't get stolen from us. And this all us. kicks off on the 4th of May. It actually yes. kicks Near off. Exmouth Market. That's it, the, the Park Jam. The Park Jam kicks off then, but actually Breaking Convention kicks off on Friday night. And I really want to share this with Friday. you. Friday the 1st of May. Oh, okay. And this is something that Breaking all Convention. All the bank holiday weekend. Right. Has, has never done before. And it is something called work. Works. Breaking Convention International Festival of Hip Hop Dance Theatre opens with this exclusive evening. Titillating tales of desire and temptation through dance, circus, and poetry. Hosted by Floetic Lara and featuring live jazz from Soweto Kinch mm. and Quake Bass. And we have got a bunch of performers who have don't normally do this type of stuff, but they are going to be leaning their dance towards an erotic place, yeah? I don't want to use the word burlesque because that conjures up images of things in the past. We are dealing with sexuality today. Okay. Yeah? And <laughs> I know, and I'm really... And I'll be honest, Sarah, your name was mentioned a few times in the room as in we need a DJ oh. and um, <laughs> that's so know, but, so disappointing <laughs> but I just felt really awkward asking you you know um, Sarah I might need you to wear something else my burlesque outfit <laughs> I'm going tassels <laughs> if you're in tassels John Z then uh, we uh, can work the angle. I, no. I have nothing to do with this event. Um, I did not Just program it. Spectator. It was not my idea, mm-hmm. and I'm going to turn up wearing my fur coat. So that's about probably it. Oh, so, yeah. just just the fur coat. Just okay, fur that's coat. a nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice touch. So yeah, it's it's a bit scary because um um because it's a family event breaking convention, mm. and all of a sudden we're doing an over twenty ones thing. So I was a bit nervous about that. I'd like to get your your vibe and what do you guys think of this risky event but what so is that at Sadler's Wells on the Friday at Sadler's Wells on okay. the Friday night we're doing an over 21s event 1st of May 
Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. And then on the Saturday and the Sunday, back to the normal family. big family event. Yay. Please don't wear your nipple tassels <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Exmouth Market <laughs> on the 4th of May. You, you will be arrested. Change your clothes. You must. <laughs> yeah, the stroke of midnight. Um, but, um, so, Doc, come on, tell me. Do you think this is a feasible thing within hip-hop and, you know, consciousness? And uh, what, what are we doing? Uh, 100%. I mean, like, I, I've been uh, basically an ambassador for hip-hop outside of the hip-hop world for the past six years since I moved into stand-up, do you know what I mean? So I'm on stages around the world trying to explain to people where I come from right. and what I'm about. I'm and that's been a, it's been a, it's been a re- been a really interesting kind of culture clash. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I would say is it's opened my mind up to like all sorts of things that when I was just rapping, I was very kind of had my blinkers on about. Yeah. And that I would say sex and sexuality is a big part of that as well. Yeah. You know, and so I think, yeah, obviously there's room for it. It's like the things that we pretend that we're not into because we're trying to be too flipping cool. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So just get down there, let yourself go, get your tassels on, shake them. I think, like, ultimately, none of us would be here if it wasn't for sex. So well, it's like, true. you know, we yeah. just need to get real about like, <laughs> you know, how this plays into our existence mm-hmm. as human beings, you yeah. know, and obviously it's like probably the most powerful thing known to man, which is why a lot of religions want to hold it down and mm-hmm. it kind of thing. So I think um, and then because it's such a taboo subject, this is where so many people get into trouble when it comes with sexual issues or mm. like you know all kind all kinds of things so i think we need a much more open dialogue and not be afraid like come on I what have you so. got to lose and there's a difference between being open-minded and it being open for discussion mm. and being crude yes or being like you know or being I, like the washing machine I, boyfriend. I have blurred those lines yeah. many a show <laughs> <laughs> yes as earlier you were going down that rabbit hole but yes yeah, surely so. it's subjective though i'm wondering whether there'll be someone in the audience that's like oh my god what are you doing well they so obviously I mean, came out to well, the right so maybe, night yeah. maybe the wrong night i mean they you know probably what, need to what turn you don't want yeah mm. with your art form whatever it is and i believe this this should be this should be bible this should be gospel for every artist in the world what you don't want is indifference you don't want yeah, that from an audience yeah, totally i don't mind someone who's marmite i don't mind someone who everybody hates yeah and i don't mind someone who everybody loves religiously but yes. what i can't take is that's a i don't even remember what his name yeah. was really nah. it's right, just, nah. no major just comments. By. yeah and it's not going to be that you know so i wouldn't even sweat it. but i think there are probably some people who'll be listening thinking are you taking the piss well it's very possible you know we have a weekly feature on this show mm-hmm taking the piss tuesdays mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> every week we um highlight issue you know it's a chance for the listeners of Fubar radio to vent okay. about something that has happened to them in this last week that made them just say are you taking the piss Excellent. i'll tell you what i thought was taking the piss last week and it ties what? in quite nicely with with the breaking convention uh obviously my experience of getting into to hip-hop via breaking in covent garden means that with my kids i've always taken them down there Mm-hmm. And um, last weekend, I was I was doing a, a book reading in the square where mm-hmm. all the street performers are in uh, in, in Covent Garden. And my kids came down, and afterwards there were some breakers, and they were doing their thing. And um, my kids were like, "Oh, give me, give me, some, give me some money to give them after the show. Give me some money." So I gave them gave them a few quid to take and and, and put in the hat and whatnot. The crowd that these guys amassed was huge. Mm. The second they finished. Every one of them fucked Bounce. off, except my kids. <laughs> yeah, and you're just, and just like, thought, oh, you're taking the piss. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because these <laughs> guys, these guys are they're, they're entertaining you. You can pay what you like. 
You've been entertained for an hour, like. But this is why I never stand and watch the buskers because if, if I'm not prepared to, if I'm not going to give that. money, I totally respect that. I will only watch someone totally if I'm going to give give the money. No, that watch, is taking the fair piss. play. But if you're going to sit there and what people got snacks and shit, gutted front row, they're chilling. They're well, chilling. The show's finished. Bounce. They're loving they're it. Taking the they're, piss. they're taking pictures. They're videoing. No, I'm not done with that. And then they're out. They're I've, like, oh shit! Now's our cue to bounce. Run! I've, I've got to share one. I've yeah. So we one. always ask our guests, what this week made you say, like, Whew. are you taking the piss? You taking the piss? Okay. So I'm doing a, a panel discussion. Okay. As part of a conference, mm-hmm. and this particular panel discussion was about African dance and the diaspora. Uh-oh. Yeah? Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Really, really good conference. It's, okay. it's going down well. And um, one of the um, organisers mm-hmm. um, walked in because um, it was running over time. Um, but I must hasten to add that we did start late. Mm. So we were actually on time. It's just that the schedule was going out. Anyway, um, this woman, one of the organisers, walked in and said... Hey, we're not doing African time in here, so can you finish up, please? Oh! Are you taking a piss? Tell, please Russia! tell me. Oh, no. Please tell no. me she was of an African persuasion. I was just, that was the please. first thing I was going to ask. Please. She was not. Wow. wow. <laughs> Are you taking no. that piss? <laughs> No, but she must like spend a lot of like maybe she felt entitled to be bolshy like that. Ooh, well, we know about that entitlement, don't we? No, There's a lot yeah. of that going around. <laughs> and I think it was that type of entitlement wow. that allowed her wow. to do that. Oh, no, it was just a joke. Was it, it kind was of... just a joke. When people, what did she oh, say that? Yeah. So, what, immediately no, I, I, she said that, I, what was the reaction in the room? Was it kind of like... It <gasps> was is a mass chops, basically. A mass... <laughs> but when you get 10 when people chops in it's it like a vacuum it starts echoing through a big cavernous space like that that's deep wow that was something I'm, really mate, do, you, do you think she learned never to crack that joke again in um, that setting well um, what worries me more is um, that um, people want to let her off mm. That's mm. deep. Mm, yeah, but I'm just even shocked that she felt like brazen enough like that could run. I think there's a lot of that going around, you know, like, oh, hey, listen, I, I've hung out with my fair share of black folk, okay? So I, I, think, I, I think I'm entitled to say this. Um, you see it on Twitter every day, but I guess it's easier on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, Keyboard actually, warriors. let us know what's, what, 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 what's been taking the piss out of your life for next week. For next week, obviously, because we only got like week, five got minutes, like five left, minutes of left of the show. And because also, has been so flipping interesting. I know. I've been spouting all like, types of shit, which is often going to waste. And I, I feel like even... I maybe spent 40 to 50 minutes too <laughs> just... long on ask grabbing in the first half of the show. I think so. But the, po- the podcast will, will clarify whether I'm right or wrong. And, and I didn't even get the chance to say how dope you was at Edinburgh Festival when oh, I come well, to see you, Doc Brown. Very, and very to just say, I might noise. need some your help because I am <laughs> doing the Edinburgh Festival Damn. with the show The Letter this August at the Assembly Rooms. And I'm going to need Great some help because everybody loses money doing Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So I need Bro. some help. The oh, first time I heard did. about the way Edinburgh works, and they're like, you've got to be ready to lose eight grand. I was like, say what? Yeah, nah, like, bro. excuse me, nah, you're bro. not talking when, about when language. When I'm performing, when yeah. Doc's performing, money's being made. Let's just get that straight. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what I did? We'll talk about this off air, but yeah. sponsorship's the way forward, man. Right. Don't put a hand in your pocket for that shit. Okay. Because Edinburgh don't love you. No. You you got to love Edinburgh, okay. you know? But we'll talk about mm, it off air. Because there's more work to be done on this show. John Z, got to say thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. It's been a, a, an illuminating conversation as we knew it would be. I think he heightened the tone. Personally, <laughs> I think definitely the tone was dipping to the point where I, it, there was almost a kiss between uh, not, uh, an unrequited kiss. Let's be let's be clear between Sarah and I. Things Doc were getting, was trying to do a Madonna were getting very and Drake on me. Oh, talking of that, um, can I share my opinion? Yes, sure, sure. We were this, this, this a nice circular, circular vibe to the show because we started with this child abuse. <laughs> I was saying that was straight violation. That reals. was violation. Violation of my furry eyebrowed mixed race brethren. Yeah. Thank you, John Z D, <laughs> yes. for coming in. And we hope to and hear thank you to everybody from you for again. And, and what's it? Uh, breakingconvention.com. That's breaking yeah, with no G. Breaking break with break no G. Breaking convention. It yeah. looks like break in convention. Break in convention. Yes, and but, this uh, is all yeah. happening over bank holiday uh, weekend. So what is that? The first? Does it stop? It's Friday, Friday the first. Friday the first. We've got our naughty something night called The Works then we've got Saturday featuring Lay Twins I forgot to mention that Ooh. Sunday um, one of the highlights is Boy Blue Entertainment and Monday the Park Jam in Sparfields Big. Park completely Big. free yes I'm going to be there and I'm, I'm still waiting for the Breaking Convention TV to make a comeback Ooh, mm. yes uh, good Again, Sarah, we you will be called that. first yeah. <laughs> that All right, are we going to squeeze fun. in a rap about anything or what because we've got oh, like two minutes got, have you got a rap I've got one I've written it let's yes. do it oh my uh, gosh I haven't shout even, out to everybody who gave some Suggestions. Uh, I'm trying to find you on Twitter. Rahil Ahmad, thank you. DJ Blue for the Coco comment. Matt Sibson for the uh, In the Night Garden suggestion. Uh, Unicorns from Lady Stardust, thank you very much. But I'm going to go with Alex Corston's suggestion for a rap about anything. Service stations, inflated prices. Um, so that's the rap about anything this week. Because every week. Oh, no. My, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have wait, wait. My, my, my flipping phone's died and I wrote the rhymes on my phone. Hold oh, on. oh. Freestyle. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Everybody chill. I'm going to start the beat back. anyway. Start the beat. Start the beat. Don't mean to vex you, bro. Let's go. Let's go. You get more gas than in Texaco. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Go, go. Okay, 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 okay. It's going as fast as it can. Okay, so this is a wrap up about everything. Thank you right, for tuning done. in to Tuesday uh, Drive with Sarah yeah. Doc, John ZD. Thank Woo! you so much for coming through to the Let's show. I am poised, <laughs> ready to hear about these inflated prices. Uh, Let's do it. Doc can rap about anything. I'm driving round on a shopping trip Looking for a little juice I can stop and sip Late night, shit's closed, man, I can't win But I'm out here looking for a bargain Ideally a Rio or a Lucasade Or a cheeky milkshake Ooh, behave, yeah But my options are limited And that McDonald's got enough annoying kids in it Yeah, but I'm desperate, I'm so ashamed Wrong turn, now I'm out on the motorway What? If you were with me, you'd have heard frustration No choice, gotta pull into a service station But it's late, man, I can't walk in Got a deal with the man at the window Alright boss, can you grab an oasis? You don't want to know how serious his face is It takes a minute yo But then off he bops To the fridge at the back of his little shop uh, And he returns with the bottle Tells me something now that makes me want to throttle Gives me the almighty price Here you go mate, that's one ninety nine. What? One ninety nine. Fuck off! Are you having a laugh, bro? Why? <laughs> uh, but he says that's the price. I get a real wild look in my eyes. 
Man, fuck you and fuck your petrol station. I'ma go home thirsty. Get me, brethren, because where I'm from, an oasis is 89p. Rude boy, you ain't skanking me. Sheesh, what the fuck with these station prices? All I wanna do is get a little nice drink. Oh, you ain't got no competition from the high street, but you ain't fucking with Doc. Not likely. What the fuck with these service station prices? All I wanna do is get a little nice drink. Oh, you ain't got no competition from the high street, but you ain't fucking with Doc. Not likely. Oh, just in Time. Not likely. 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 Not